This week on Breaking Bullying, it's another horrifying tale of curb-stomping levels of school district neglect and abuse with a healthy dose of made-up victim-blaming and evidence-tampering to warm your hearts. It's bad, and we're angry, so let's hit that music, and let's get into it. Today we have Nicole, who I have known for the past, I don't know, like four years now, Nicole, right? Four years? Yeah. Your yep. son's at your son's at my Kato Karate school. He's going to yeah. be a black belt in a, hopefully in a year or so. Yep. But there's been a few times I ha- I've had talks with your child about bullying, and then you told me quite a story that just happened this past school year. So go ahead and kick us off with what happened to your son. Um, my son was jumped in the school building by three other students. They curb stomped his face, killed his teeth, gave him a concussion, left some bruises because he would not subject to harassing and bullying other people. He didn't want to be a part of that clan. So these students wanted him to pick on somebody else? They wanted him to join their group and do what he did because it was the cool thing and he he didn't think it was cool. He didn't want to be part of that group, that club. And so they jumped him. And then when they got confronted about it, they made up a bunch of stories and rumors about why they did it. They made a lot of false accusations against him, which were proven false. And we're still fighting this today. Before this incident happened, how did your child get along with these kids before? Um, did you always have issues with them? Not issues, but I wouldn't call them friends. I would say they were more acquaintances. Their circles kind of ran together. But after this, everything completely separated right down the middle. Okay. And I know we talked about this. These kids got talked to. They made up stories. So they said your child made a racist remark, correct? Yeah. After the fact, they did. Yeah, which would be false because your son's sister is African-American. Correct. We have a very mixed family. Yeah, which he would never do. How did Rowan's mental health go after that? Downward. Became very reclusive, very withdrawn. Trust was a big issue. Depression was a big issue. When he had the concussion, he wasn't able to go to school. He wasn't allowed any screen time. So, I mean, he couldn't talk to his friends like we are communicating now. It was pretty segregated for quite some time. Did the school kick him out? Did the school kick Rowan out? Yeah. No. Nope. Um, The doctors recommended that he rest for two weeks straight. And then he had no, he had restrictions for physical activities. He wasn't allowed to participate in anything for after school or like karate. He couldn't go for a while because of the concussion. Did anyone at school witness this happen? Several people, including it was recorded by the cameras in the hall. Okay. Did any kid come to his aid? No. They just did there? Mostly recording it. What did the school do about it before they told you? Like, Do you know what, what actions they took? I wasn't notified. I was called by the school nurse that afternoon that she had administered Tylenol to my son. Um, And that there was some slight bruising. And this was at the end of the school day. And I said, well, why is there bruising? And she's like, well, from the altercation. 
When did this happen during the school day? Was it morning, afternoon? After lunch sometime. And then how long after did the school notify you? Probably the last 20 minutes of the school day. They didn't notify you right away? No. Did a, did a teacher break up the fight? I think that so much attention was drawn to it that the kids kind of dispersed before they could get in trouble. But then one teacher did come out into the hall to see why everybody was gathered around. Was your son found laying down? He was on the floor, yeah. Um, one of the kids jumped on him and pulled him to the ground, and that's where they did the attack. Did you go to the police? I did. Were charges ever brought up? Yes, they were. We're still in court with the juveniles today. And I also got a lawyer to press charges against the school. We have a new principal, a new vice principal, and a new dean of students this year. So kids in the school took video. There were cameras in the hallway. Do those cameras capture audio? Not to my knowledge. The video was lost. It wasn't used in the court. The video was lost. How convenient on the school's part. Yep. So when the school alleged that your child made a statement that I think your, the, the point the school was making was that your child brought it on himself in the way that schools tend to like to imply such things. There was no evidence, no proof, no nothing, but there were existing videos from other kids' cameras not showing that, just showing an attack. Yep. And in a lot of those videos, because of how many kids were on my son, you couldn't see his face. They said we didn't have enough evidence to even prove it was him, even though we were in the hospital and the police were there and we had the medical report. Who said you didn't have enough evidence? I guess the juvenile's attorneys. That's the defense attorney. They did in the end plead guilty, but without admission of the videos. But just for clarification, it wasn't the school that said you can't prove that was your son having the ever living shit kicked out of him. Yes, the school did. The school said the video wasn't clear enough. They didn't keep it. That's why it was gone. That's so messed up. It's very messed up. Why is it their decision to decide the school, that video wasn't clear enough to see? Honestly, because I had been working with the Nicollet County and Blue Earth County trying to get a resource officer in there for several, several months because of how dangerous the school was before this happened to my son. You don't even need a video if someone's teeth get stomped out, if there's a concussion, if there's video, you can't even see the kid. Sorry, I'm so sorry. You're there tearing up. It's okay. Um, clearly, we're outraged. Tim, especially so. It, it, it does amaze me how the school's defense is what a five-year-old might say to you when it's very clear there was one person in the house who could steal cookies other than you, but you can't prove that they did it. Sorry, I'm not adding anything of great value here aside from the fact that school, the principal, the vice principal, the disciplinarian were criminally negligent. And I yes. really hope that that principal, wherever he is, isn't working as a principal because he shouldn't be allowed around children. Why did they wait for two hours to tell you that you're... Well, first of all, they didn't even tell you that your son got beat up. Did they? Mm -mm. No, the school nurse did. How could this child sit there with, you know, missing teeth and they... Well, the teeth didn't fall out. They died. They turned black in his mouth. Okay. Um, 
but I'd imagine he'd be there with like a mouthful of blood or something like, yep. sorry, you know, I keep saying, like, I keep saying these things to you that I realize sound so, insensitive because I'm trying to be descriptive not, for the audience. It's not insensitive. It's reality. Yes. And I've already lived it. So, but I'm just um, casually like, um, I'm casually throwing it out there in this way that yep. sounds insensitive. I don't mean it to be, I just want the, the picture painted for the audience, but there's your child. Like I said, the ever loving shit kicked out of him. Yep. Even if the teeth hadn't fallen out or turned black or anything, his he would have been bruised. He would have been bloody. Swollen. Swollen, mm -hmm. disoriented. They gave him an ice pack and some Tylenol and sent him on his way. That was very kind of them to do that. They gave him an ice pack and sent him on his way. Yep, he went back down to the nurse's office because his head hurt and said, I need you to call my mom. The school really wanted... To hide it. Yeah, not a big deal. Boys will be boys. Kids will be kids. What did the school do to the kids that were involved in jumping your son? I'm not, a, I'm not allowed to know anything except for disciplinary action was taken because they are minors. Okay. And it's protected. I think that they were suspended for a few days, um, but my son was out for two weeks and they got to be with their friends. It was pretty crappy. Yeah. When your son went back to school, did those kids continue to pick on him? By that point, we had a restraining order. So the three main aggressors did not pick on him. They had other people do it. Outsourcing. Yes. To the point where when we wouldn't drop the charges, they had approached him and asked us to drop the charges. And when we did not do so, they took pictures of him at a field trip and posted them on social media, calling him a pedophile. How did the school react to that? Um, I made another police report and the district attorney told me there wasn't enough evidence to press charges, even though it was written across the screen with his picture. What more evidence do they need at that point? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And right now they're fighting restitution. They don't want to pay the medical bills because they can't afford to. It's been a year and we're still going to court and fighting this and having to live this every day. And, you know, there's a lot of jobs available in our area. What do you mean they can't afford to? There's plenty of work in yeah, this town. Everybody is hiring. Yeah, correct. So what also, do they it mean? doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because these parents of these kids who obviously were... I don't know their parents, so all I can do is wildly speculate, but they've raised incredibly abusive kids. Chances are the apple doesn't fall that far from the tree. You know what? If they have a house, they can lose the house. They deserved it. They've earned it. They don't have the right to go, oh, we can't afford that because they couldn't afford the assault to begin with. You don't play the game if you can't pay the price and their children paid the price and they're not taking it seriously. So I'm sorry you're in this long legal battle, but I hope at the end of it, you own their houses. I hope at the end of it, they don't have a car. I hope at the end of it, they have to live with a degree of horror that has been foisted upon your poor child, on you, your family, because they deserve it. You didn't. Your child didn't. No, he didn't. He's a good kid. Rowan didn't fight back because he was afraid that the people that do this get hit at home already, and he didn't want to be like that. That's what he told the police. 
cop said, why didn't you defend yourself? And he said, because they probably don't get treated very nice at home. Also, it was more than three on one. Rowan couldn't defend himself. Yes. You know, this isn't MMA. This isn't this isn't a kumite fight right? in a ring. This is being jumped from behind and then people curb stomping you. So many so we couldn't see him on video. Yep. So that's a ridiculous question. Yep. yep. It's been a long road. <laughs> Do you have support outside of your attorney? Um, we have a wildly supportive family. Um, we have Master Flynn. Um, we do have a few good friends um, of the family that are definitely always surrounding us, always rallying around us. I did put Rowan into therapy for a while, and she feels like Rowan probably handles it well enough to be done with therapy, with keeping him in Kato Karate with his family support and with his friends that we have. His stepdad has 14 brothers and sisters, so we have a wow. very large, <laughs> very large supportive family. Was the therapy brought on due to this incident? Yes. Yes. They need to pay for those bills, too. Yep. That was included. I asked for medical bills. Uh, they smashed his glasses, so I asked for a replacement of those. I asked for my lost wages and then his therapy. They want to just settle for less than the price of one session of therapy because she is a single mom and she can't afford it. And they would like us to drop the charges because she will not be able, the child will not be able to get a job. That stinks for that child. Too bad. Too bad. That's what I said also. Like Bruce said, you do the crime, you pay the time. That's, that's what life is. It's not fair for you guys to have that burden. And obviously, those kids are not dealing with this emotionally struggling, had to go to therapy because of this. They're not getting picked on at school. In fact, they're finding other people that pick on your child for them. Yep. What's, what was the last, after this incident, when Ron went back to school, now he's experienced cyberbullying with that mm -hmm. post saying that he's a pedophile. Yep. And I, I know your, your son's like the sweetest kid ever. He's super kind, always helpful. Hey, how old and is he? Let's let's establish that. I'm just curious. Today he's 14. Today he's 14. When it happened, he had just turned was just about to turn 13. So this happened to a 12-year-old. They've accused a 12-year-old of being a pedophile. Yes, sir. How old was was the let's just call them the core group? Was the core group same age? Same age. So we have 12, 13-year-olds accusing another 12, 13-year-old of being pedophile. That's a, maybe I'm just too old, but it does seem to me that that's a weird thing for children to call other children. I wonder where they got that. Yes. Like, are they educated on what that actually means? Um, that. And if so, why? Or is one of the parents involved in the bullying? I hate to say so, but I, I would feel like, yes, they probably... My son probably hit the nail on the head. They are probably bullied at home and they don't know what else to do but expel that anger in the same way they see it expelled at home. Again, apple not falling far from the tree, but I'm wondering. Correct. I mean, it's happened a lot in the past couple of years where somebody's like angry at somebody else. You just call them a pedophile and there you go. So there's always the possibility of that. It's just, it's just a weird, strange thing for a 12-year-old to call a 12-year-old. And it just makes me wonder. Very strange. 
where that came from. Not that we'll have answers today. Of course not. Is it just the one parent that you have a suit against or do you have a suit against several of the parents? Two parents. The rest of the children were kind of deemed accessories, not necessarily the aggressors, but the aggerons. So no charges were pressed against them. Has any of the parents expressed any degree of remorse to you? Have they expressed any kind of, um, shall we say, human emotion to you? No. Uh, the judge offered both mother and child to have anything further to say, and neither one of them had the audacity to even say, I'm really sorry or good luck. Not a word. And Rowan is still in the same school now. Yes. Does that affect him having to go back to that school? I believe so more than he will admit he chooses to go to school where his friends are. Tim, give your independent reflections on her child. When, when Rowan started Kiddo Karate, he was always a happy, happy kid. You didn't tell me about what happened at school right away. I think I came up to you because I know Rowan's attitudes changed a lot. He wanted to be withdrawn. He didn't want to do anything. When he comes to class, he's mopey. Something was up, and that's when I found out. That's when you told me the story of what had just happened to him, and I was completely shocked. And then when I found out that the kids were going to get away with it because their excuse was, well, he made a racial remark, I was like, no, that's impossible. That's not Rowan. I've known Rowan for, at that point, you know, three and a half years. There's no way. And I would like to give the clarification that, let's say, just for the sake of argument, he actually did that. Not a justification for what happened to him. Because it was said a couple times, I just want to make the point that no matter what he said, no matter what words came out of his mouth, and they didn't come out of his mouth, he's a good kid. But let's say he wasn't. These words came out of his mouth. Doesn't justify what happened to him or the neglect on the part of the school. Not even a little bit. Waiting for two hours to let you know. So originally, Rowan was gregarious. He was friendly. He was open. He was enthusiastic. And then there was a day when he stopped being that way. Did he come to talk to you? Did he tell you what happened to him, Tim? No, Rowan was withdrawn pretty much from me as well. I had to go, you know, to Nicole and ask him what was going on. So, I mean, he was totally shut down, totally different kid. It was not the same Rowan. And looking back, as like, you know, today in class, he's starting to be his normal self again, which is good to see. But there was a period this earlier this year where he was just mopey the whole time. And I didn't know about the Instagram post. I didn't hear about that one. How did the rest of the school year go for him? Rough. Um, daily threats on Snapchat, um, in the lunchroom. People wouldn't allow him to even sit at the table where the, you know, his group of friends were. He'd have to sit alone. And one or two of the people from that table would go sit with Rowan, but really just ostracized and threatened all the time called names. Did Rowan report that to the teachers? Yep. What did the school They do? wanted to do a lot of warm, fuzzy hand-holding, handling it the same way they did. They wanted to take the aggressors and put them in a classroom and teach them that we don't hit our friends. And I said, well, most of us learned that in preschool. Yeah, I was going to say, is this preschool again? Right. We've heard this. We've, we've, we've heard this story before from different guests, how the school handles things. And some, one of our guests made a good point. You wouldn't put 
the victim of being raped in front of their raper and have them give both sides of the story, tell them it's bad. Go ahead, give them a hug. That'll work it out. They wanted to do a lot of let's be friends kind of social work between them. And I said, well, you can't do that. There's a restraining order. <laughs> they, can't, they can't even be in the same hallway. And also, what about taking the kids that are ostracizing the other kid and punishing that behavior? Having negative connotations, but making it very clear that it is wrong and you play a price for it, as opposed to effectively re-victimizing your child. Over and over and over. Just to be clear, who said Rowan couldn't sit at the table with his friends? The aggressors and the aggressors' friends. Like I said, it had started out as a group of friends, and Rowan didn't want to be one of the jerks. I don't yeah. mean to call kids jerks, but he didn't want to do the things that they were doing and pick on the other kids, and so he became the number one target. And so with the leaders of the group, I guess, so to say, and he would try to sit with the other people from that group and they were afraid of the leaders. And so they wouldn't interact with them when the leaders were around. So after this all had taken place, he walks to the lunchroom and the kids tell him, no, you can't sit there. Yeah. Is there like a lunch aid? Do they still have that in schools? People supervising lunchrooms? They're so wildly overpopulated. There's no possible way for two lunch aides to watch that number of children. I think there's over 200 kids in Rowan's class. Wow. So when Rowan reported to the aggressor, reported to the teachers that the kids are so picking on him, the school advice was, let's go sit in a room, hold hands and talk about our feelings. Yep. What happened after that? I complained more to the school that it was still happening and they wanted Rowan to switch trails, Rowan to switch classrooms, go outside of his comfort zone, or maybe Rowan would want to go take this class while these people were in the room if he'd want to go into a separate room by himself and do the class. And I said, absolutely not. He's not the one who needs to be taken out of the classroom. He, he's not the one acting out. These kids shouldn't even be allowed near other children. If, if this were a group of 18-year-olds, that person would already be in jail. Yeah. They wouldn't get to be in a group of their peers. You've got him in a whole classroom full of his peers, and they're the aggressors. So don't you dare segregate my kid. Yeah. So after that, after Rowan sitting in a room with his aggressors, what other type of bullying did he experience after that? Lots of name-calling, objects thrown at him, um, rubber bands you know, flung at him, a lot of verbal abuse and a lot of threats. And what was the school's reason for all this still continuing to happen? Well, we're going to watch it. We can't keep an eye on everybody. We, we're just going to do what we can. Again, maybe we should put Rowan in a different trail. I wants to call bullshit because they can't watch everybody, but your son was curb stomped. We don't need to watch everybody right now. We know who the target is. Right. So again, this school, and God, I wish I knew the name of the school. I would love to name this school because I would love to shame them because they deserve it. Even now, they're incompetent morons. Even now, they are negligent to the point of criminality. While you're 
in court with them, they continue the behavior. With stupid excuses, with incompetent behavior, they are worthless. And they have the gall, the nerve to say to you, oh, we can't watch everybody. Do these kids have to switch classes then if Rowan said no? They moved some of them, yep. Okay. But sixth, seventh, and eighth grade go to this school and they each have their own trail. And so no matter how you split it up, there's only one lunchroom, there's only one music room, you know, there's only one gym. And the, What's a trail? So, sorry, by the way. What's a trail? I don't know what that is. It's their hallways. Like each grade, sixth grade goes down this hallway and this hallway. Seventh grade goes this hallway and this hallway. And there's no way to completely unintersect them from meeting. Basically, it's either new school, homeschooling, or even restraining order withstanding. They are going to be within proximity of each other. There's just nothing you can do about it. On the flip side, it should make yeah. it easier for them to watch. They said that they had teachers in the hallway in between passing. Um, for a while, Rowan would leave class and go to the next room, ahead, like three minutes ahead of everybody passing, so he wasn't in the hallway with them. That was short-lived. That didn't last very long, and he didn't, Rowan didn't enjoy the attention. He didn't want the special treatment. He just wanted it to go away and be done. There have been multiple times where I've wanted to pursue charges and keep bringing this up and keep fighting it. And he just says, mom, I'm done. I just want it to be done. Maybe if, if, if it stops, everything will go away. Sadly, it won't. It won't. These kids have been taught by the school that their behavior is acceptable. It's okay what they're doing. Yep. The school endorses the behavior tacitly. When he started the new school year after the attack, and the charges were pressed and the staff at the school were replaced. Um, we had a sit down meeting with the new principal who swore that it was going to be different, that he didn't tolerate it. He's from inner city. He's used to kids that are actual badasses instead of what we think we have here in Mankato and that he's not going to stand for it. And that was a lie. When, when Rowan approached the teachers that he's getting picked on, do you recall what the teachers told Rowan back? Like what, like, like, what did, well, like what was the words of advice to Rowan from, from a teacher to help Rowan feel better? Just keep telling me. Just keep bringing it to my attention. Never did they ever say, well, you know, that's not true, or how can I help you? They, it was just keep bringing it to my attention, and I will deal with it as it happens. For three and a half months, they didn't deal with it. Yeah. Yep. And when you called the school, their response was, well, we can't watch everybody. Yeah. I don't know if you know this or not, but how did Rowan feel hearing that response from a teacher? Just keep telling me when it happens. Defeated. Deflated. He, he said, I don't feel like they get it, Mom. Um, but Rowan, as you know, will always say, I'm fine. It's okay. Doesn't bother me. He's easy to read, though. You can tell when things bother him. Yes. But if that's what he tells those teachers who are really that thick, then they're like, okay, you know, less for me to worry about, less for me to do. We do go to a different school this year. We go to high school. I'm hoping that it gets better from here. I hope that the mixture of different kids from different places coming in, I'm not saying I want the focus to go to somebody else's child because I don't wish this on anybody. But maybe they grew up over the summer. Maybe 
they've moved on. Maybe they've found something else to harass in life. Can only pray. Is Rowan looking forward to going back to school this year? Yeah, Rowan Rowan loves school. He's super smart. He loves to learn. He just got like, I don't know, four or five new books from his grandma. She found him. Believe it or not, facts. He just, he likes to learn all kinds of different stuff. Currently, in his young mind, what is he looking to like, hey, you know, maybe I'll be this. What does he want to be when he grows up? A DNR officer. I know I should know what that is, and yet I don't. Department of Natural Resources. Yep. He he likes to be outside. He loves animals. Um, he loves science. And I think he wants to make sure there's justice in the world. Nicole, what do you want the schools to do to prevent bullying? Like, what's your take? Like, what, like, what do you want? If you, if you were in charge of the school district, what would you put in place to help end bullying? I would end the hand-holding policies that we are teaching our kids. No, no, it doesn't work. We learned not to hit our friends, bite our friends when we were in preschool. And I'm not going to... The hand-holdings, we're talking about them going into a room together, having a Kumbaya. room and talking it out. Kumbaya. Yeah, Kumbaya session. Yeah. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, we're not going to pass warm, fuzzy notes back and forth until we're friends. We're going to address what we did. We're going to be punished for what we did. And I would staff them better. Our schools are lacking staff. Our schools are lacking educated staff. And I don't mean book smarts. They don't know how to defend themselves, let alone defend our students that are stuck in this building for 40 hours a week. Yeah, I also think what they need, it can just be one person, have a person designated to be the one to handle the bullying. So when Rowan goes up to somebody again, hey, I'm being picked on, no problem, Rowan, I'll take care of this. I'll let you know by end of the week what happened. Take care of right. it. Take care of it. That kid is gone until he can learn how to behave with his peers again. You know, I own a martial arts school, obviously. I get kids. It's not bullying, but I'll have a kid who will try to show intimidation. And as soon as I hear about that, that kid gets talked to and dealt with right away. You know, right now, right now, because we have to end it. It's done. Why can't the school do that? I mean, or, or, you, or you utilize the staff that they already have. Okay, you have a para. Can a para stick up for the kid? Can a para look into that? I'm sure that some of them will, will like a break from sitting with one kid all day. Um, they got paras, you got janitors, they got lunch people. Why can't you designate like a group of people to just listen to kids getting bullied? Say, okay, I'm going to handle this. That would be ideal. The teachers, the teachers are busy. You know, the school's large. They're understaffed. They don't know what to do because in their policy handbook doesn't tell them what to do. It just gives you the definition of bullying. They need to start dealing with the situation and not sweeping them under the rug. I mean, do you want to offend somebody? Do you want to, what's the right word? Discriminate? No, you do not in any way, shape, or form. But I'm also not going to cater to you. One of the things that just failed in our school district board meeting was they wanted litter boxes in the bathrooms because they identify as furries. <laughs> They meow at the teachers in response, and they can't get in trouble for that because it is discrimination against what they identify as. That sounds like somebody was a trolling. If I would have went home and said I identify as a cat. So, so oh, I'll go back. Oh, uh, hold on. 
that was more of an issue about litter boxes in the bathrooms. That's more of a that's that's more important. That went to the yeah, that went to the school board meetings and it didn't pass. Yeah, but 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 the but the bullying <laughs> in that school not an issue. Yep, and we don't get to talk at school board meetings. You have to write a letter about what you want to talk about and then we have we have controlled discussions in our meetings now. So they can handpick what what's brought forward to the board. Mm-hmm. Yep, and if you say something out of turn or out of context or if you get heated, they can tell you that your one minute is up and you don't get to talk about it or they'll tell you we're not meeting about that today. So the the school board has the ability to completely control the agenda and not and specifically not hear complaints. Mm-hmm. Controlled discussions is what they're right. called. So that actually makes the litter box thing even more funny to me because nobody's really doing that. That's been proven as like a bullshit right. smokescreen thing, but that they right. put that on the agenda versus how do we handle bullying? How do we deal with like real issues? is just another way right. to obfuscate real problems and just take up time. Right. Yep. That they even bothered to address it. Like, mm, not a chance. No, no. They put it there specifically to block out that time because nobody's actually asking for that. There's nobody who identifies or wants to identify as a fairy. Certainly not in context of 12-year-olds going to grammar school. What I'm saying is there is no parents, certainly not in Mankato, Minnesota, asking for litter boxes for their kids because their kids identify as fairy because not a single damn one of them do. I'm saying that school board intentionally made that up to put it on the agenda so they didn't have to take on real issues or be accountable. It was used to obfuscate actual issues. It's insidious. That's true. I have not met one cat person yet, Bruce, just to confirm. I haven't met one cat. Well, you don't hang out in the right places. Speaking of getting obfuscated, back to Rowan. The, the upside that I can see from Rowan that he's got, he had proper therapy because there's a lot of kids who probably won't be able to overcome that in that short amount of time. This happened in February of 2023. It's July 2023, and he's already a different person than he was back this winter, this past winter which is positive, like he's making the right turn. And I hope the school this year, I really hope they get it. They get it right and start taking these kids who come to them with concerns about bullying. Just look into it. Talk to that student. Get both sides. Start from there. Come up with a plan. Say, okay, if I hear about this one more time, this is going to happen to you. Don't do it. Start simple. That would take you, what, 30 seconds to talk to a kid. Well, maybe not, maybe not 30 seconds, but five minutes. Just get a story. Yeah. You know, ask those questions. Why, why can't they do that? And then go back with Rowan and say, we had this discussion. This is what's going to happen. If it continues, come back to me. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll proceed forward. But I don't understand. It's not that difficult. They can do more. And it doesn't take that much, eff- that much of effort to do it. And to the parents out there, advocate for your kids. Get your kids talking to somebody, anybody. If it's not you, it's not personal. Get them talking to somebody. And if you need to talk to somebody because it sucks to be the parent, please talk to somebody because you need to take care of yourself if you're going to take care of your kids. Correct. Yeah, Rowan shouldn't have to worry about this. The parent 
takes over. Advocate for your kids. Always advocate for your kids. Nicole, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing this very deeply troubling and painful experience with us. I know this wasn't easy. If you yourself are the victim of bullying and you need someone to talk to, you can reach out to us and we will respond to you. You can do that at our email address, which is breakbullyinghere at gmail.com. Furthermore, you can find help and information online at one of these two websites. The first is the government's own anti-bullying website, and the address for that is www.stopbullying.gov. Also, there is www.pacer.org backslash bullying. If you are under a lot of pressure and you're feeling like you can't go on, we implore you, stop and reach out to the National Suicide Hotline. And that number is 988. My name is Bruce Naxon. For my co-host, Tim Flynn, thank you for listening. And join us next week as we continue the conversation to break the silence on bullying.